Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. One of the worst-kept secrets in college football now official as Pitt names USC transfer Keaton Slovis the starter. Slovis has thrown for 7,500 yards in the last three seasons with the Trojans. Pitt will take on West Virginia next Thursday, 7 o'clock Eastern on ESPN. News out of Florida State, linebacker Stephen Dix Jr. will miss the season with an injury. The sophomore played in all 12 games for the Knowles last season. Hello there and welcome to College Football Live with Desmond Howard and David Pollock. I'm Wendy Nix. Our final conference previews continue this week as the preseason winds down. And up next, a by-the-numbers look at the Big Ten with the Bear, Chris Felica. Any talk of the Big Ten has to begin with Ohio State. The Buckeyes project to have the number one offense in the country, according to SP+. In the Rose Bowl, quarterback C.J. Stroud threw for 573 yards and six touchdowns, with Jackson Smith and Jigba accounting for 347 yards and three touchdowns, placing expectations through the roof for 2022. Stroud goes deep, looking end zone, it is caught! Touchdown, Smith and Jigba, are you kidding me? What can hold Ohio State back? A defense which allowed 953 yards versus Michigan and Utah to end the season, but brought in defensive coordinator Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State to alleviate those concerns. Outside of Ohio State, man, there's a ton of speculation in this conference. Speaking of defense, the Big Ten West has a strong defensive theme. According to SP+, Wisconsin projects to have the number one defense in the country if Ohio State thinks that Wisconsin is overrated, they better think again. While rivals Iowa and Minnesota project fourth and ninth. Whichever team gets the best offensive play could determine who gets a trip to Indianapolis. It was a great defense last year. And people are asking how you're going to replace those stars. There's more guys hungry to be great. You have a sneaky suspicion that it could even be better. No Big Ten defense was hit harder in the NFL draft than 2021 Big Ten champion Michigan. The Wolverines lost seven starters, including Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo, and Daxton Hill, along with defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. Look for linebacker Junior Colson, who was fourth on the team in tackles last year as a freshman, and pass rusher Jalen Harrell to help keep the maize and blue defense playing at a high level. It just feels like it's the same movie, different week. That is just agonizing. And then there's Nebraska. No team has seemingly found ways to lose games in more painful ways than Scott Frost's Huskers. Since 2018, Nebraska is 5-18 in games decided by seven points or fewer and has a negative 20 turnover margin in those games. 
In 2021 alone, Nebraska was 0-7 in games decided by seven points or fewer. Hope is new offensive coordinator Mark Whipple can do what he did for Pitt last year, improving the Panthers' offense from 79th in 2020 to 8th in 2021. We are incredibly excited to welcome two new members in 2024 to the Big Ten Conference. The Big Ten grabbed the biggest headlines in the offseason, adding UCLA and USC to its expansion plans. It just makes college football more interesting now that the Big Ten has come back up. However, with five teams in the preseason, SP Plus Top 16 expect the league to do a lot of talking with its play on the field in 2022. According to Caesar Sportsbook in the Big Ten this season, Ohio State is the heavy, heavy favorite. Michigan gets a slim chance to repeat as champs, and then it's everyone else. It really does seem like when you survey the landscape, Des, it's Ohio State and the field, which is interesting, of course, because they're coming off a season where they didn't win the conference. But let me put it like this. Presume for a moment that they do. If Ohio State regains control of this conference, is because of what? Well, if, if they regain control of the conference, it's because they did what they were expected to do coming into the 2022 season. Uh, a lot of people always expect Ohio State to win the Big Ten. That means that C.J. Stroud will have a fantastic year. As you just saw the Bear talk about the offense, um, you know, that means that the offense is going to be the number one offense in the conference, if not in the country. And C.J. Stroud may have a, a chance to, to win the Heisman. But it also means that defensively, that Jim Knowles is going to bring something to that defense that's going to help them win some big games, some games that they need to win. So they're not into constant shootouts where they have to score, you know, 40-something points, gain over 500 yards to beat, a, beat an opponent. So I think those are the things, David, that Ohio State's going to have to do if they're going to win the Big Ten Championship. It's all about defense. And uh, you you saw them last year, Oregon. Oregon went nuts, scored a ton of points. You saw them against Michigan. Michigan ran the football every play, had success, just smashed Ohio State. Utah, just what you talked about, an absolute shootout in the Rose Bowl, another game. Like, Ohio State has defensive players. They need the structure. They need a system. Jim Knowles brings his system from Oklahoma State. How does it work? How does it fit? It's much different. And what Ohio State has been in the past, but it's all about defense in Columbus because no matter how Ryan Day has been since he's been there, every single offense has been elite. It's just about the defense catching up. Well, you two know better than me that they are capable of putting 30, 40 points on the board, but when you have to do that game after game to be successful, it can become an issue. Uh, as you reference C.J. Stroud, we talk a little bit about the Heisman very early and we're hearing candidates mentioned all, all already. And despite winning the Heisman last season, Alabama's Bryce Young not the favorite this time around. That would be quarterback C.J. Stroud out of Columbus, who finished fourth in the Heisman race last season. If Bryce Young does win the Heisman again, he would join former Ohio State running back Archie Griffin as the only players to win it multiple times. Having said that, Dez, with this offense and with the potential candidacy of several players, is this a situation where you – sort of split that Heisman vote and somebody else emerges as the top candidate? Well, first I would like to say that I don't think that anybody should be the front runner except Bryce Young because he's the 
the returning winner of the Heisman. So I don't think that, you know, C.J. Stroud or, or anybody else should be even neck-to-neck neck right now with Bryce Young. I think that um, when you look at C.J. Stroud, he's going to have some big games. He, he opened up the season against Notre Dame. So that's a marquee matchup. But just at the beginning, when no games are played, for him to be the favorite, I just don't get it. So I believe that uh, Bryce Young should be the front runner and everybody else should be starting at the finish line at the same point. Um, but, I mean, he's going to have some marquee games, like I said, to, to be able to catch Bryce Young. But I think Bryce Young right now, for me, as a former winner and as a guy who's a voter, is Bryce Young against the field. I, I tell you what, Anderson I would agree, Des, because they have that little saying. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, David. Go ahead. No, you're good, Wendy. Like, they, I, I know they have the sayings, and Des won the daggum thing. The guy who should have won it a year ago is Will Anderson. I see him getting a lot of pub and talking about, like, splitting uh, votes with, with Bryce Young, I think is interesting. We can go ahead and stop this now, Des, and you can either agree with me or not, but, like, Defensive players ain't going to win the Heisman, okay? There are people out there that still believe <laughs> that offensive players are the only person that can win it and they can't quantitatively measure it because, oh, they're touching the ball every time. If Will Anderson didn't win it last year, he's not going to win it this year. So we can get back to this being an offensive award, quarterback <laughs> award, and we can leave the defensive guys out. And round and round we go. Oh, we man, may have Davis a chance for hurt. some bold predictions <laughs> <laughs> right? Just just a tad, Des. Uh, listen, it's, it's funny bit, we talk about bit. Ohio State, and, and there's a reason. They're, they're the heavy, heavy favorite in this conference. But, again, they're not the team that won it last year. You have to also touch on Michigan. And the obvious question is, how do they continue? Take a look at this. 2021 won it best for the Wolverines in recent memory. They beat Ohio State for the first time since 2011, won their first outright conference title since 2003. And Michigan's 12 wins were the most in a season since 1997. All of this, of course, culminated with the program's first appearance in the college football playoff. But nobody, uh, least of all Jim Harbaugh, David Pollock, wants to be a one-hit wonder, so to speak, although Michigan's certainly far from that. At least in recent memory, they want to maintain this success. How do they do it in 2022? Well, I mean, you see Alabama, and, and we talk about Georgia, and we talk about Ohio State and Clemson. They rebuild and they reload. Like, th that's the task with Michigan. They've recruited pretty daggum well. It ain't like they've been a bum in recruiting. How do they replace all those draft picks? How do they replace Mike McDonald, their D.C. from a year ago, who was really, really good working with his great players, too? So seven starters on defense gone. You know, three of those guys – Really first-round picks. If Ajabo doesn't get hurt, I think he's a first-round pick as well. So, Jesse Minter, new D.C., they're going to have to figure out how they can get back to that elite level because last year you saw against Ohio State, they could pressure the dang quarterback at nauseum. They're going to have to find a way to retool those guys and find those guys again with, uh, with recruiting and who they brought in from this past year. Yeah, recruiting is a big part of it. I mean, when you lose a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, you lose Ojabo, you lose Dax Hill, you hope that there are some young guys behind them who probably got some rest because they did rotate a lot of players, especially in the defensive front. They rotated a lot of guys. But, you know, Dax Hill, he's just a special type of talent. You just hope that the young guys, that they learn from these veterans and that now they're stepping to their shoes. But... Like uh, Felica said, and just David alluded to, too, when you lose your D.C., Mike McDonald, he did an outstanding job 
in one year, come in there and turn that defense around. Now with Mentor coming in there as a DC, hopefully the language is the same, the philosophy is the same, and there's not a great turnover in that department. So we'll see. Offensively, I think they have one of the most talented offenses in the country. Well, Daz, and just for a point of interest, Harbaugh said the quarterback battle will likely go into the season, so that will be something to watch coming out of Ann Arbor as well. We continue our deep dive into the Big Ten, still ahead on College Football Live, over under on Big Ten win totals, what that means for a potential national championship and perhaps the biggest threat to the SEC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We wrap up our final conference previews this week because the preseason draws to a close. We'll have college football on Saturday. So right now, a little over under on some of these Big Ten teams. All of these numbers brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. We'll have you, David, go first, followed by Des. And I'll start with Penn State, the over under eight and a half wins. I'm going to go under with Penn State, and I think the difference is literally having to go to Auburn in their third game of the season. Last year, Auburn came to them. Super unbelievable atmosphere. We were there. It was awesome. Now they get to go experience that atmosphere down there. I think that'll be a big difference. Obviously, play at Michigan, play Ohio State, which will be crucial games. The biggest thing for me, Brent Pry leaving. I thought he was one of the most creative DCs in all of college football. I'm really interested to see this Penn State defense and what they look like because I, I don't, I'm not convinced it'll be better than it's been because he was such an amazing coach. Yeah, I agree with you there, but I'm looking at their offense and Sean Clifford has come back for, I don't know, what is it, eighth season, ninth season? I have no idea. 30th. Sean Clifford is back. <laughs> He's going to run the offense. And so I got a lot of confidence in him as a, as a leader and this guy who's going to lead this offense down there in Auburn. We don't know what's going on with Brian Harson and, and the Auburn Tigers. That's going to be a very interesting game. So I'm going over for the Nittany Lions. I think they will get at least nine wins. Um, I mean, they're a, a gritty team, a lot of fight, and Coach Franklin does a tremendous job with his guys. So I'm going to go over for Penn State. 
Yeah, there's nothing like an eight-year starter to keep that machine humming. Uh, speaking of eight or nine years, how about Wisconsin, David? Uh, at, at nine wins, the over-under. Yeah, and this is about Graham Mertz, right? Like, I, I know they're losing their secondary, and they brought in a bunch of transfers to address that. I think Jim Leonard's one of the best in the business at what he does. I think the defense will be really, really good for Wisconsin, but – Man, the offense to me, can they get it going? He was the guy that you came in a couple years ago and you go, wait a minute, Wisconsin's about to go next level. Because of that, I don't think they get over nine wins. I think they're very competitive, but um, I just don't trust what I've seen so far from the offense. You know, in year two last year with Graham Mertz, I didn't think, I didn't see the steps forward, Des, for me to say I'm going to buy Wisconsin and go over. I agree with you 100%, David. I believe that Graham Merce, haven't you seen a, a, a lot from him, enough for him to go over? So I'm going under, too. I think Paul Chris does a really good job, but the offense sputters behind uh, Graham Merce, so I'm going to have to go under for the Wisconsin Badgers. All right, guys, let's wrap it up with Sporty. How about Michigan State, David Pollock, seven and a half, the over-under. I'm going over with Michigan State. Um, you know, I think you saw Mel Tucker last year and you saw what he brought to the table and the excitement. And I think the offense has a chance to be really good. And so I'm going to buy Michigan State. I think they're going to be over this year. I think they'll have a good season. I agree with David. I think I think I have to go over, even though when you look at their offense a year ago, man, listen, Mel Tucker, he dug into that. He dipped into that transfer portal and struck gold literally and figuratively with Kenneth Walker the third. I mean, he was such a huge part of offense. He's not there anymore. I want to see how productive they're going to be on offense, but they do return nine starters on defense, and Mel Tucker is a defensive guru, so they're going to be in a bunch of games. I'm going over for Sparty. And again, we did not look at Ohio State, but they are the odds-on favorite to win the Big Ten, as we talked about at the top of the show. It's the Buckeyes <laughs> and then everybody else. Much to the chagrin of one Desmond Howard. Uh, still to come on College Football Live, Northwestern and Nebraska have taken their talents across the Atlantic. They have officially touched down in Ireland. We'll look ahead not only to this game, but to their seasons as well. And we love college football for so many reasons, but Scully's season has to be at the very top of the list. David will explain his favorite from this go-round. The college football season starts Saturday, the 17th annual MEAC SWAC Challenge. Kickoff has Howard against Alabama State at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Our celebration of the HBCUs begins at 7 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. Meanwhile, after a delay before takeoff, the Nebraska Cornhuskers have officially Arrived in Dublin, Ireland, the Huskers now have a chance to acclimate themselves to the new environment before kicking off the 2022 college football season against Northwestern. Both teams now actually in Dublin for their game on Saturday. Both teams, David Pollock finished 3-9 and nine last season. Which of the two do you think are poised for a quicker turnaround? 
Well, I mean, you gotta believe Scott Frost and those guys. Now, listen, you, I think they can double what they did a year ago, and not, that's they're only winning six games. But I mean, they found every way possible to lose via special teams, via turnovers, via whatever you could possibly do. They brought in 22 transfers this offseason, and the big one to me is Casey Thompson coming from you know leading the Big 12 and passing touchdowns now. I think you've got a quarterback that Coach Frost can build around and be dependable. I think Nebraska goes bowling this year because of it. I tell you what, no coach in college football needs to win their first game more than Scott Frost. Because if they drop this game to Northwestern, things can spiral out of control very quickly. I mean, you'll see the Cornhuskers Nation all on social media calling for his head. So I believe that because everything that's at stake right now for the Cornhuskers, and like you said, David, they got the transfers, especially the quarterback from Texas, uh, Casey Thompson, and I think they're poised to, um, to, to, you know, at least maybe not double because they need to win more than six games, maybe triple. Hopefully, hopefully they can get eight or nine wins this season. Which you cannot do, Des, of course, unless you win the first one. So, again, to your point, a lot of pressure to win Saturday in Dublin, Ireland. Listen, we all love college football and love scholarly season for a number of different reasons. How about this story? Demetrius Walker, a kid out of Michigan, wanted to play college ball, sadly had to retire after his high school season due to battling bone cancer. But he had a goal to play. He's now in hospice care, but he was with the Michigan team. And take a look at this. We're going to finish this up. Michi, our good friend here from Muskegon. Yeah. Uh, we're going to set up the first offense, the first defense. We're going to set up a, uh, a running play down here. The man's never scored a touchdown. He's going to score a touchdown today. Yeah. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. David Pog, I tell you what, where there's a will, there's a way, and you get goosebumps just watching that. That's a touchdown, folks. Well, I mean, this is what it's all about. I just love the scholarly season. I love when coaches do this. Coach Harbaugh, I mean, Demetrius, his dream was to come true for that. Obviously, he's fighting for his life. That moment, he'll be able to remember. And kudos to the Michigan players embracing him and making it cool, man. They could have sat back and kind of kept their hands off. They celebrated with him, dadded him up. That was really, really cool. Yeah, they did a fantastic job making him feel like he was part of the team. And when I first saw it, not only did I get goosebumps, but I got a lump in my throat, too. Because, like you said, this is what it's all about. To be able to provide that special moment, not only for that young man, but for his family, too. I mean, that goes a long way in just helping him with his spirit and helping them feel good about the moment. So kudos to Coach Harbaugh out there in the rain, pushing my man across the, uh, the goal line. Kudos to Michigan for doing that. That was a great moment. Yeah, I think we can all agree. A job well done by all involved. David Pollock, if I said quickly, we only got about 30 seconds. A bold prediction coming out of the Big Ten. You got anything for me? Last chance because season starts soon. Uh, a bold, a bold prediction. Ohio State's going to win the conference. <laughs> Des, you cheat. That is Wendy. not fair. Des, you got anything? Super Bowl. Hey, I'm just happy that you got David on here talking about the most lucrative conference in all of college football, the Big Ten. <laughs> Fact. See you tomorrow, everybody. USC college football comes this weekend. <laughs>